What's up, Wizards fans, and welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm your host, Jackson Filio, joined again by Zach Rosen and Chris Gehring of WashingtonWizards.com. Today we've got an interview with Jerome Robinson and a preview of All-Star Weekend, but first we want to start by just looking back on the first half of this Wizards season. There's been some ups and downs, and uh, you know, but a lot of really fun moments, I, I think. Brad has been incredible for pretty much the entire season. Davis Bertans has been a revelation for this team. I, I think you look at that stretch through December where the team really dealt with a lot of injuries and they had to they had to pull deep into you know the roster pool that they have, even down to you know some G League level guys. And for me, that that stretch is what stands out the most is, is leaning on everybody in this organization. Uh, from the players to the development staff to the training staff to to stay afloat throughout that stretch, um, what do you guys see in terms of you know what what has defined this season so far? We knew going into the year what the year would be about development, player development. It's been continuously discussed, even brought up recently at the trade deadline, and um, I would just say, yeah, not only that so many players stepped up but more so like the emergence and the growth of certain players like Bertans gets traded here for basically no offense but pennies on the dollar for a guy of his caliber he's in the three-point contest and he's been given this opportunity to become basically one of the best bench players in the NBA uh he could start on every team but that's just not how the Wizards use him then you look at a guy like Isak Bonga 20 years old when he showed up at camp this year I don't think anybody expected him to play more than the 100 minutes he played last year in the NBA with the Lakers he's become a versatile defender he's really serviceable you look at Mo Wagner's gotten a ton better uh just getting the opportunity and then even like Brad has gotten so much better this season too so I think yes they've they've asked a lot of players to step up I mean right now you look at a lot of guys who aren't even playing that have played a lot of the year due to injuries but just the development of not only the young guys, but everybody. And then lastly, I mean, Rui Hachimura is way better than anyone expected him to be. And he looks, I mean, he really looks like he's been in the league for a while. I know we say that. I turned to Jackson during the game on Tuesday against the Bulls. I'm like, this guy just like, I don't know what his ceiling is, but his floor is right now. And he looks so good already as a recently turned 22-year-old. It's kind of ridiculous how efficient he is, um, how he just looks the part. So to me, it's been the development, and honestly, the record's better than we expected too. To have 19 wins going into Wednesday's game against New York, possibly 20 going into the break, I mean, I, there's not much complaining you can do about that as a fan. Chris, what jumps out to you? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's the greatest. That was the best point, Zach, about Rui is that his floor is right now. I think that's a really great way to put it. And I, he, he just turned 22 years old. We have plenty of guys who are also twenty, just 22 right now. And I think it's just a, the, the biggest thing that's come out of it for me is watching this team come together since training camp. The chemistry that appears to be there between Brad, who is a all-star caliber player, a leader, a star, uh, a guy who wants to lead his team right now, win games right now. And a lot of these young guys with almost no NBA experience, uh, Moritz Wagner, Rui, um, Troy Brown really coming into his own this season, 
uh, as a bench player and, and really putting in some really great efforts for the Wizards. I mean, these are all things that a lot of times making this kind of progress and being able to see it uh, on the court can take years, can take a long time. And I'm not saying that the Wizards are, you know, they're I'm not saying they're there right now. I'm not saying that they're pushing for any kind of like long-term playoff success. But the way that they're playing together right now, I it, the thing that's unquantifiable is just like the vibe around the team, which is which is hard. But it's just it's a it's a different feeling around this group. And Scott Brooks as the head coach is tailor made for this kind of a team. There's been growth from literally everybody on this team, like you said, Zach, and um, that's what Coach Brooks is really really good at. And he said it as much this this preseason that. You know, I, he's just excited to work with these guys every single day. And the growth of Moritz Wagner, I mean, the, the acquisition of Davis, what, when you look back already at this offseason, I mean, what, what an offseason for Tommy Shepard. I mean, drafting Rui Hachimura, getting Moritz Wagner, getting Davis Bertans, Isak Banga, um, it's really been an outstanding maybe, what, last six or seven months for this organization as they have kind of turned the page. And uh, it's just um, I'm really excited to get back from the All-Star break, see what kind of run they can go on, and we'll, we'll take it from there. I, I don't think we need to get ahead of ourselves too much as far as um, projecting the future or anything like that, but the fact that every single player on this roster has grown in some way, shape, or form, the fact that Bradley Beal has continued to grow, by the way, averaging almost 30, well, just over 29 points a game now, is really, really outstanding. Yeah, and I, Chris, you mentioned the culture, and I think that's one thing that jumps out about this unit specifically is just how much fun they have together. There have been so many different moments throughout this season where you know, the bench is, you know, holding itself back, or you know, this past weekend we had the team storming the court against Dallas after Brad's just barely not, but seemed to be a buzzer beater uh, yeah. moment. Um, that was one, and maybe it's a little bit of recency bias for me that stands out as one of the moments of the year. I think that December game against Philadelphia where Davis Bertans hit, I think it was six threes in the second quarter alone, um, where this team has really come together and celebrated each other. And you know, There's been some really fun high-point moments. Are there any others for you guys that stick out in that respect? I was just going to touch on the culture thing real quick. I think we just saw when Jordan McRae got traded – the growth yeah. of that I mean his statement to the Washington Post about you know how much he was going to miss this place and, and how much fun he had here on and off the court and that the, the Wizards gave him another chance at his career I mean that spoke volumes um, but I want to go back all the way to Minneapolis when Mo had that 30 and 15 game but Brad still had like 43 that game but it was all about Mo I mean I yeah. think back to every game where one of the Wizards players had a career night Mo, Jan, Garrison Isak, Ish I mean Brad's game winner you you look back all the parties in the locker room whatever but it's not just one guy being celebrated every time it's been someone different and I think that speaks volumes about what's been going on um, and yeah I mean, I think one off the court thing was the, the Wizards takeover which I hope we do again when we went to a high school out of nowhere for their homecoming and surprised everyone over at at Bayou High School in Southeast, like that kind of stuff sticks with you for sure. Um, but this team's had a lot of moments, no doubt. Um, Brad's extension was a big moment. Um, 
trying to think what else. I think everything with Rui and his impact on Japan has been something really cool to see. Um, Davis with Latvia, ditto that. So uh, there's been a lot of great moments this year. They definitely overshadow any of the subpar moments that we'll, we won't remember. Yeah, yeah. The, the last thing is just like the way this team has been able to be together consistently from the jump. I mean, they've, they've gone through some really rough stretches. I mean, they had a stretch of eight games where they won once. Um, you know, some some four-game stretches where they won once. There, there have been some trying moments that I know have been frustrating for the veterans, especially for Brad, and for them to just continue to come out on the other side and continue to keep working. Um, it's, a, it's a sign of, I think, some really, really exciting basketball to come, and nobody on this team has met their ceiling yet. I think that that's, that's the really, really exciting takeaway as we keep going. Yeah, obviously plenty to be excited about through the, throughout this first half of the season, but we'd be lying if we said that there wasn't also plenty to be improved upon. What do you guys look at sure. in terms of the second half and uh, focus points for you know, what the team can get better at, or even if it's just from a developmental standpoint, what, what is the team focusing on over the last couple months? I think the the biggest thing on my mind is Thomas Bryant coming back and finding that mojo he had with Brad that we saw before he got, you know, re-aggravated his injury. I do feel like the center position has been the one position that's really lacked. Um, You could say point guard, but at the same time, I feel like they've gotten a lot of production out of who and what contracts they're paying at that, those roles to fill in for John. Um, I think if Thomas Bryant can improve defensively and get back to what he had with Brad, start again, that would be big. Um, and then obviously defense, like the defense has been better, I would say over the last month or so. Um, but it can always improve. Uh, it, it's really just young guys learning how to play together and play defense. And I think we see when Brad, um, you know, goes up and even if it's just in the fourth quarter, he guards the other team's best player. Uh, I think that goes a long way when your veterans are showcasing, Hey, this is how you play defense. Yeah, no, no question that, that the defense is part of it, and I think that a big part of it. And I think the thing for this team, too, is they've found in some of their most successful moments, even if it's like smaller moments within just a single game, that when the effort and the uh, – when they're locked in on the defensive end and they're getting stops, they're getting deflections, they're already a high-powered offensive team when things are clicking. But when they're getting deflections and just creating, you know, odd – odd chances, fast break chances, they're even better. And and they can be lethal with guys like Brad and Davis who can just pull up from anywhere. Um, guys like Rui who can attack the rim really, really well already for a young person in his career. So I, I think that using that fire, that tenacity on the defensive end and realizing that it's an engine to make them even better, even more high-powered on the offensive end, I think they've they've seen that work in the past and I know that Coach Brooks has talked about that for years, using defense to create offense and create um, mismatches on, on fast break and high paced opportunities, so that's the that's the biggest key for me as well I, I think that it's no secret that it's a focus but I, I do think it's encouraging that they have made some progress They've even if it's been little moments within games where they maybe haven't played maybe they didn't play well defensively for the entire game there's two quarters that turn a game and you know lead to them winning or making a big run I think that even those little moments for these young guys 
seeing it work over and over again. Um, it'll take time to, to be more consistent for sure, but that, that's definitely been encouraging in these last, you know, the last month or so. All right, well, before we get to the second half of the season, we've obviously got All-Star Weekend coming up this weekend. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Friday night, we'll tip off with the Rising Stars Challenge. Um, obviously, a, a couple Wizards playing in that game. We've got Mo Wagner and Rui Hachimura representing the team for Team World. I, I think the Rising Stars game is always interesting. For as much flack as the actual All-Star game itself catches for the lack of defense and the back-and-forth pace and the, the and-one style of play. Rising Stars over the last five or so years has been that turned up to ten. I mean, it, it, it's a show, and you know, it's it's a bunch of young guys, super athletic. They're out, you know, having a ball, and it, it's 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 hard to predict. It's hard to break anything down. We're not going to pretend to do anything overly serious here in terms of analysis. But um, <laughs> what do you guys? I, I, I think. It's interesting. When you look at these two rosters, the world roster is a really good encapsulation of how far basketball has come as a global game. I mean, they've got Luka Doncic, who is in his second year an MVP candidate, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who is already one of the best young guards in the league, Rui and Mo are going to represent well, DeAndre Ayton was the number one overall pick last year, and that's just the world team. I mean, they're going to, you know, the U.S. roster has a ton of studs in and of itself, Zion, Trey Young, John Morant, just to name a few, but you know, this should be close. Yeah, I think it just depends how much some of the studs will play. That's kind of what it's going to come down to. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. You get to see guys play a little out of position as well, uh, which is fun to see. Um, you get some teammate reuniting. Teammates reuniting. You got uh, for Rui, Brandon Clark with him. <clears throat> um you see teammates that actually play together, like Mo and Rui, Miles Bridges, Devontae Graham. I think people may have be, been like, yeah, I've watched John Morant play, Zion play. You get to see them play together, which is super cool. Um, you just never know when this is going to happen again. Um, and I think it's it's great for guys like Zvi, Mikhail, Luke, Mo, Okogi. They're not household names yet in the league, but they're talented uh international players so yeah the rising stars is it's i would say it's not the most intense game ever it's different from the all-star game uh and i it's a big moment of pride for some of these guys like Rui. they'll be watching in japan in the middle of the day on a saturday like that's huge for Rui. um they those guys in japan don't always get to see him play because we start around you know eight in the morning in japan most nights so yeah, I'm excited to see. Obviously, we just saw John Morant um, come to DC before this before the break, and uh, he is just a, he is a special player. We knew that, but the, on the US team, I'm just looking at a ton of explosive athletes. It'll be fun to watch. Um, I'm excited to see Rui and Mo play together. Uh, Brandon Clark, is, Brandon Clark and Rui reunited is awesome. Like Rosen said, but the other thing about the the world team that's interesting to me is just like looking at Brandon Clark. Um, Nikhil Alexander Walker, and just I just had a very random thought, but just the the and RJ Barrett, the crop of Canadian players that keeps coming up is super impressive. Just like the I know that the the game in Canada and being so close to the United States, it, it would it would make sense that it has grown the way it has grown. But the amount of really high level talent 
that they're producing is is pretty cool to see and um yeah it's gonna be a fun it's a fun exhibition game hopefully we'll get some really cool moments for both of our guys in, in washington and yeah it's a great way to start all-star weekend to see kind of the see the young guns really just get to have fun and, and showcase what they do we're not going to bother making a pick on that game, but transitioning to <laughs> All-Star Saturday night, let's let's make some picks, guys. Uh, starts with the skills challenge. I'll run down the roster here really quick for those who don't know. It'll be Bam Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Chris Middleton, DeMontis Sabonis, Pascal Siakam, and Jason Tatum. Uh, what do you guys see out of, out of that crop, and who do you think stands as the favorite? The winner of this is always so random. Uh your skills and you think like oh it's yeah. got to be a point guard or something like that so many bigs win the skills challenge it, yeah it's, it's weird i One i think that can can really really just derail your chances of winning too it's it's so interesting how sometimes like the best passers will just get caught on like one hoop or one whatever forever and it just kind of sinks the whole thing so you, you never know yeah I, th- I think I can rule out people before I can pick. Like, I don't think Sabonis or Siakam is going to win. I just – I don't really see that happening. Um, I'll, I'll just go with uh, Bam. I I think he he really just is the full package for something like this. Um, and then I'll, I say he goes up against Jason Tatum, who's actually, I think, been a finalist in this before. Chris, what do you think? I was, yeah, I was going to say I like Jason Tatum. I like Shy as well. Um I, I, just, I like both of them just because of their explosive athleticism. If they need to make up like a half second on like that last run to the basket, I feel like those two guys, long strides, good leapers, like they can they can the numbers a little bit. Um, I love the band pick, but to, to be different, I, I would say I would say Jason Tatum with with uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is my my runner up pick. I'm going Dinwiddie. I, I just trust him. He's so solid. I, if when you look at guys a lot like Chris you mentioned at the downfall a lot of times is the guys that just missed seven in a row on that passing drill and can't get it inside that that ring I I, I trust Dinwiddie um to the to, composure to, yeah exactly that's what I was gonna say his composure to not rush um and ah geez uh runner up I'll say Tatum I like that for a lot of the same reasons uh let's transition then to the three-point shootout the second event of all-star Saturday night um Obviously, Davis Bertans, Devontae Graham, Joe Harris, Buddy Heald, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Duncan Robinson, and Trey Young. And I think when you look at what the guys are asked to do in their individual event and, and the roster of it, the shootout is as loaded as any event here there tonight. This is like really some of the best shooters in the entire league. And I, completely unbiased, am going to go with Davis Bertans. <laughs> uh, to stay different, I think we're all rooting for Davis, no question there. Uh, I'll say I actually think Duncan Robinson is a hell of a shooter, uh, could win this. But I'll go with Joe Harris to repeat. I think he, he yeah. fits the system well. Yeah, Joe Harris, the defending champ. I mean, we saw it last year. He he has his shot is tailor-made for this. I think Duncan Robinson's is too. Trey and Damian, they just strike me as more like rhythm shooters and um, – you know, being able to shoot off the dribble, those kinds of things, and in this contest, that's it's the complete opposite. Um, so obviously, I love Joe Harris, but for the same reason, I, I would pick Duncan Robinson. is is kind of that mold, uh, a really good uh, standstill shooter, and can j- 
just catch fire. So I would go with Duncan Robinson. Well, and I probably should have mentioned this off the top. The league actually instituted a couple rule changes for this year's three-point shootout. Instead of 25 shots in 60 seconds, it's now 27 shots in 70 seconds. And those two additional shots are actually from a little bit deeper uh, and are going to be worth three points. So it's almost like a, a bonus money ball type situation. Uh, and yeah. so when, when you look at the guys that can shoot from a little bit more depth, cough, cough, Davis Bertans, I, I think those guys yeah. have a little bit of an advantage. That's not to say he's the only one that can do that. I, I, I look at this list and I see Damian Lillard and just the amount of shots that he pulls up from the logo on. Uh, you know, I don't know if just two shots with an extra bonus point is, is enough to swing things, but we'd, we'd be foolish to completely neglect that rule change when, when making predictions. All right, let's move then to the dunk contest, the last event of All-Star Saturday night. It'll be Pat Connaughton, Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, and Derek Jones Jr. competing. I, I think what jumps out immediately is uh, a few repeat contestants here, bringing back some of the guys that have put on some of the, the better shows in, in recent dunk contest history. What do you guys see out of this group? I think Pat Goddington can really throw down. I don't understand why he's here, but it's fine. <laughs> the Bucks fans are really campaigning a lot for him, and he can throw down. There's no doubt about that. Um, he's probably a better dunker right now than Dwight Howard is, just based on age, but Dwight, we saw last year, I mean, he can still dunk too. It's going to come down to Gordon and Derek Jones just because I think of their athleticism and creativity and their fan bases. I, I'm going to pick Jones. I don't know if he's – has he won this yet? I don't know how he hasn't won it. Yeah. He's yeah, easily he has, yeah. the, the best night-to-night dunker in the NBA. So I'm going to go with him. I joked with Sadoransky when the Bulls were here. I said, so you couldn't be in the dunk contest over Pat Connington? And he kind of laughed. And turns out, you know, he kind of wanted to go out of the country like a lot of these guys. So um, – Derek Jones is my pick, uh, though I think Aaron Gordon will make it close. Yeah, I'm going to go Aaron Gordon. I, I think Derek Jones Jr., by far the best bounce in the league, but Aaron Gordon a few years ago against Zach Levine in a dunk contest that I believe he should have won displayed as much creativity, I think, as we have seen in, in the dunk contest in a, a long, long time. So as long as he didn't use up all of his good ideas that year, and we know he certainly didn't use up all of his athleticism, I think he's in a good position to win. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I love Derek Jones in this. I respect Aaron Gordon as one of the best dunkers of this generation, for sure. Um, that dunk contest with him and Levine was unbelievable. And seeing Levine in the three-point shootout, I think he'll be great in the three-point shootout, but I I do obviously wish that we could get a repeat of him. I mean, we just saw him literally last night when we were taping this. Um, it was a garbage-time dunk, but just seeing just the natural uh, bounce that Levine has is still unreal, and I'd love to see it in the tournament. But, uh, yeah, because of that exact same thing, Derek Jones has the same has the same kind of quality, and so I'm, I'm going with him. And then Sunday night we'll have the All-Star game kind of in the same way as the Rising Stars. Tough to predict just because you never know, uh, you know what sort of performance you're going to get out of the guys or, or what the – the flow of play is going to look like complicated even more i think this year by uh some of the rule changes that were instituted uh but we'll run through the starters real quick so for team lebron it's obviously lebron james picked his teammate anthony davis Kawhi leonard luca and james harden uh and then team Giannis is Giannis, joel Embiid, pascal siakam kemba walker and trey west versus east <laughs> on paper 
the better team is definitely LeBron, I think. Um, but I like the depth of Giannis's team. So we'll see how seriously they take this. I think the talent on LeBron's team, you see, like, those are all guys who you're like, okay, yeah, these guys can really play. They're all NBA. Giannis has more of, like, the grittier players that, like, are more of the glue for their teams. Middleton, Bam, Gobert, Lowry. Uh, so you could even put uh, Kemba in there. I mean, some people would say Jason Tatum's the best player right now on the Celtics. So um, I, I still think LeBron's team, just that firepower, oh my God. Just in their starting lineup alone, they have five MVP candidates in their starting lineup. <laughs> but I don't know if Luke is going to play and his replacement would be a Western Conference player from what we understand. So that's what I'd say about it. Yeah, Giannis with a lot of the new school, a lot of the younger guys, the up-and-coming, not Joel Embiid and, and Siakam, and those guys are not up-and-comers. You know, Siakam was just a huge part of a championship run, of course, but um, Adebayo, Ingram, Donovan Mitchell, a lot of guys that are, they haven't reached the peak of their star powers yet, uh, and LeBron's team, I mean, uh, a lot of guys have. Uh, having Damian Lillard coming off the bench is pretty ridiculous, so... Uh, yeah, I, I would have to pick Team LeBron too. Yeah, we're going three for three, Team LeBron here. I just think yeah. when you consider the style of play that you know the All Star Game normally incorporates, they, they are just so suited to play in transition, make a bunch of threes, and that is obviously not to take anything away from Team Giannis, which is loaded with an absurd amount of talent. But I'm just going to look at style of play and, and go with Team LeBron. We are obviously going to hold each other strongly to each of these picks and. Um, <laughs> All right, that'll do for the all-star discussion. Up next, Wizards fans, we've got an interview with newly acquired Jerome Robinson. All right, Wizards fans, we've got a very special guest here today with us. Jerome Robinson is on the phone. Uh, He made his debut last weekend, uh, Sunday, against the Grizzlies. Uh, Jerome, thanks for joining us. No problem. No problem. Thanks for having me. Things got off to a pretty exciting start. You checked in late in the first quarter and hit a buzzer beater to, to end it to put us up double digits. What was yeah. that moment like? I mean, it was it was exciting. Uh, didn't know if I was going to be able to get it off in time just because I knew that there was probably around three seconds. Three seconds left, sorry. And um, and so just when I, when I got it, I knew I had to shoot it right away. And, uh, you know, it went down for me. and That was my first bucket, so I thought it was pretty cool. Jerome, when you got traded on uh, Thursday, it was now, it didn't come as, as a surprise to us here in Washington because we knew how much the front office coveted you in the draft a few years back. Um, but were you kind of surprised by it? Did your agent let you know that it, something may be in the works? Um, and what was your initial reaction? Um, for me, it was just, so I had talked with my agent like probably about an hour before um, and he, he kind of gave me the rundown of like, I could be going somewhere. I mean, I, I might not be going somewhere. And it was all just kind of like, you know, time and in place. And and uh, when it happened, I, I was just kind of excited to be in a place that I knew I wanted it. And um, you know, I just kind of took it took it full stride like that. If you if you think back to when you when you worked out with the Wizards, obviously that was a long time ago. A lot's happened. You've gotten your career off the ground, but. What what stood out to you talking to Coach Brooks? Obviously, Tommy Shepard is still here, um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the lead evaluators for that draft as well, and obviously now the general manager. What what stood out to you from your visit then that has kind of 
since you've gotten here been like oh yeah like i remember this and that and, and has any of that does that make it any easier or is it really just you're you're still stepping into a totally different uh environment yeah i mean i say it goes both ways um i am stepping to a, a totally new environment after you know a year and a half uh being with the clippers and so there's going to be some some kind of different things because I, I learned a lot of stuff while i was there um but on the on the other hand just I, I think their approach of like how I can play and how I can fit, you know, with the team and, and those guys um, hasn't really changed. You know, they're kind of just still preaching the same thing, and you know they're excited to have me here. You know, they've wanted me since the draft, and you know I think uh, you know we can do great things here. Tommy made it very clear after the trade went through that you're a part of the future. Um, you know, you're yeah. obviously still on your your rookie deal, but the Wizards have plans for you and it's a young core that the hope is that it it will grow together and the plan is for you to be a part of that what what conversations did you have with either Tommy Shepard or Scott Brooks in that regard um yeah so just for me was to come in and get comfortable as quick as possible and and just you know get back to playing my game um you know I felt like that I kind of what wasn't able to show that when I was with the Clippers um and so they, they just told me to get back to my old ways and, you know, hit the ground running and, and don't look back. Uh, Tommy just told me to keep looking forward, leave that in the past. And, you know, I'm at a new step right now in my career and and, and just keep climbing forward. So, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. For Wizards, champ, or for Wizards fans that didn't get much of a chance to see you play at Boston College or in the year and a half with the Clippers, how would you define your game? Uh, and. I, I would say just an overall basketball player, you know, a guy that can go down and defend multiple positions um, and they come down to the offense and, and score in, in multiple ways, um, you know, either get to the basket, um, you know, finding bigs or finding my teammates or, you know, hitting mid-range or threes. Um, yep, that's what I'd say. Jerome, so you and John Wall go a long way back. Um, I don't know. How many people know that you, you went to the first high school he attended, uh, obviously for your whole career, and then uh, you played on Team Wall for AAU, you're from Raleigh. Can you just kind of share what your relationship's like with John and what it means to kind of reunite with him and any funny, you know, anecdotes you've got? <laughs> well, those are always winners. Definitely. Um, I, would, I would say, um, you know, it's crazy just, uh, you know, the positions we're in now. Um, I mean, I remember being a kid and, you know, him playing at Word of God. And if you weren't in by the, by the JV boys game, you weren't going to be able to get into there. Um, and, you, you know, you still had to watch varsity girls and then varsity boys. So, um, I mean, just just the relationships, you know, we, we have a lot of mutual friends. Um, me and John actually weren't, weren't like, you know, like really good friends like when I was younger just because he's a lot older than I am. But we were always kind of around each other, you know. So we, we know of each other. Um, as I said, we have, we have a lot of mutual friends. So it's been kind of just, uh, you know, mutual respect as the years go along. You know, we've known each other for a while. But now that we're on the same team, it's kind of funny. And, and, and it makes it easier to become, you know, really good friends and really good teammates uh, going forward, I think. And, and he is obviously still super ingrained in that community with his tournament, with his teams. Um, with his charitable efforts in Raleigh, um, how how prevalent was that when you were still growing up? Obviously, he he is a little bit older, but 
how prevalent was all of his involvement in the basketball scene in North Carolina and, and all that stuff uh, when you were growing up and, and coming up uh, as a player and, and, and just as a, a Raleigh native? Yeah, it's, it's huge. Um, you know, right when I was finishing up AAU, he had started his uh, John Wall uh, AAU program. And just seeing that grow, I mean, uh, my younger brothers played with Team Wall. Um, and, and just, like I said, just seeing it grow, you know, it started off as older age groups. And then now they've touched out all the way to, to elementary school kids, you know. So, um, you know, his impact, I mean, you speak about John Wall, around in Raleigh and it's nothing but great things so he's, he's done a phenomenal job you know reaching back to the community giving back uh, being a part of the community you know it's not just about donating money and building something there it's, it's about building relationships and, and trying to uplift your people and I think he's done a great job in that. That's kind of a crazy first week for you but have you had much of a chance to get around the city and see some things? Yeah I've, uh, I've walked to the the uh, Washington Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial, and uh, saw the White House. What else is uh, that's about it. I mean, that's because it's super close to where I am or where I'm staying. So just one morning, I just walked over, you know, kind of wanted to check the scene. I mean, it's a really cool city. You kind of don't know about D.C. I feel like me personally didn't really know there was this much stuff in D.C. Um, and around D.C., Know, either in Maryland or Virginia um, until I got here. A little different than LA, right? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, Jerome, we always like to ask, you know, what what are you into off the court? Into any other sports, music? Um, I know you mentioned brothers, but uh, you know what what do you look into outside of obviously training and playing basketball all the time? Yeah, so I mean, I, I grew up playing all three sports. Um, and play basketball and baseball in high school. Um, and the, for me, I'm, I'm a big outdoors person, so I, I'm, a, I'm a camper, fisher, a hiker kind of guy. Um, and so, I, I, to be honest, being back on the East Coast, it makes it a little easier for me to step outside and have some fun. <laughs> Sweet. Well, uh, we appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, hope you can like get your, your life together during the All-Star break and everything. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely got to ship it all back across the coast to the best coast. <laughs> Honestly, kind of good timing for you, yeah. considering everything. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely is. All right, Jerome. Well, thanks so much for the time. No, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jerome.